0: Hi, and welcome to the Miles to Memories podcast. I'm Sean Coomer, your host, joined this week by my co-host, Joe Chung and Mark Osterman. We've got a great show for you, including details of our incredibly exciting lives at home. Plus, we'll uh, look at some pictures and videos of abandoned Las Vegas and Walt Disney World. Creepy and kind of cool. Plus, we'll talk about cashing in points, when you should do it, and is now a good time. And we'll close with a story about Amsterdam and street toilets that Mark promises will entertain. Before we do that, if you like the show, please consider subscribing. You can find links at mtmpodcast.com. We support all the platforms. You can also find links at mtmpodcast.com for credit cards and other products we talk about on the show if you're looking to support us. In the meantime, let's hit it. So guys, how has your uh, week been? Uh, been the same as last week and the week before. Yes, I was going to say same as every week.
1: <laughs> it's uh, We're in Groundhog Day. We're Bill Murray, like living it over and over and over and over and over
2: yeah did you guys yeah. uh was your weekend like a little bit different like i think that's like kind of the only like i
1: laid on the couch and didn't move yeah it was different
2: yeah like the, the weekend was like slightly different but um you know it's all the same what about you sean
0: yeah it's all i mean it, i mean i'm discovering my backyard and enjoying it and uh,
1: discover oh i have a backyard
0: yeah exactly I, I no, i mean i do go out in my backyard but i haven't been doing it so often lately and then yeah i've been enjoying my fire pit that i got at 80 percent off from Lowe's. mark says i talk oh, about that he too brings much. it up like every other day <laughs> wait you have to buy a fire pit
2: isn't that just like i don't know something that you just like take a couple of stones and lay it in a circle not
0: for civilized people in the city <laughs> yeah you <know>? okay <laughs> you can just do that in boston just like just light up no fire i can't them. do that in boston but um you can build you know, yeah the, you can build people build
1: world a famous fire pit in their backyard oh the homer the simpson world... Are you going to no. bring up that? Do you no, remember my... that episode? Yes. <laughs> where he's like, why does a mine look like that? Yeah. No, it's not
2: that. No, but um, my world-famous sister-in-law's house, they have their own fire. Oh, they yeah. made it themselves.
1: You know. yeah, I'm a little jealous. Stones they found at the beach and masoned together or whatever. Yes.
2: Painstakingly uh, Shawshank Redemption, that thing, piece by piece, but reverse Shawshank,
1: I guess. Yeah, it'd be more like the last castle where he had to build that wall.
0: Inspiring. Inspiring. <laughs>
1: random movie quotes or or (laughs) we're off to a great start man great start
0: yeah what have you been doing your fire pit i've been using my uh, putting my airpod pros in and putting the noise canceling and not that it's very noisy out there and just getting in my own little world and relaxing at sunset it's pretty nice like the weather's in this like 60 degrees ish so it's really nice yeah it must be nice it's like 38 ish (laughs) Yeah, it just snowed yesterday. Yeah, so. yeah I had to clean up thanks, the Thanks for pointing that out, yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, this is a great time to be shut in here in Vegas. Of course, if this goes yeah, into, the, into summer, the summer, it's going to be brutal. Yeah, I mean, the the we have air conditioning make. at least, but uh, it's still going to be. Until the power outages start. <laughs> oh, man, yeah, true, probably. <laughs> well, thanks, Mark. Thanks for uh, giving me something to look forward to.
1: You just float in the pool all day and bake.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. I'm okay with that. If that's you what it comes lobster, to. man. That's what it comes to. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's the same old, same old. uh, The news hasn't changed much in the last week. Mark, you talked a little bit about uh, getting a little depressed and growing your beard out and pretty hideous. you doing all right. I know. I know our readers are uh, they're a little concerned for you.
1: Yeah, it just, it's just like accepting the whole reality of the thing, and it's kind of like, you know, you feel like your freedoms have been taken away because you can't really go anywhere, you can't do anything, you can't hang out with friends. I mean, you can do it like this, you know, podcast or video chat or any of that stuff, but it's not the same. You can't just be like, oh, I need to go go out and have a beer with a buddy and come back, you know, get away from the kids or whatever. Like I'm surrounded by them all day, every day. (laughs) and That's tough, you know, like I'm used to it somewhat in the summer. But even like if my wife came home in the evening and I had a bad day, I could like go do something when she got home, and I can't do that anymore, so I was a little mopey, self-pity uh, last week, and then March Madness was canceled, which is my favorite event of the year, sporting event-wise. You know, I didn't have that. I was supposed to be in Vegas this week, so it just kind of all, like, compounded. It was, like, the worst time of the year for this all to happen for me personally, so that added to it, and I just kind of was mopey, and like I said, I laid around on the couch all weekend, so I've accepted it. I haven't shaved the beard yet, which I think once I shave it, I'll feel a little bit better, <laughs> but I'm kind of, like... Nervous to do it now because it's so mangly and nasty. So that's what I'm working with. How about you guys? Have have you guys been feeling some of the same stuff? Um, A little bit of pity and down and out, or no? First of all, what are you talking about?
2: If you need to uh, get away, just get in your car and drive around in circles for like 30 minutes like I
1: do. We're on lockdown, man. We can't. It's against the rules.
0: Who said those against you can't get in your own car and just drive around? Well, well
1: not unless you're going somewhere that's like yeah, uh, for yeah. food. Oh, or oh, oh, you got the
0: official rules, yeah. Yeah, we got, we got the, official, the official
1: rules. Yeah. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. yeah. For three weeks, I think
2: we are officially shelter in place as of today. But I don't know how they're enforcing it. But yeah,
1: you're right. Well, you can um, get in your car in the driveway, okay? Yeah. <laughs> and then just uh... <laughs> pretend I'm like a teenager uh, making out before you know when you drop your girlfriend off yeah so um
2: that might joe didn't like that one you know you might have to uh do what you got to do uh to get away
1: with your uh partner just, right now i'll go buy a fireplace 80 percent off and uh stare at it at night and make me feel better there you go
0: there you go there you no. go i mean seriously it's the secret to uh happiness <laughs> <laughs> no not really
2: i don't know if i feel like pity or whatever but i think it's definitely been a mental adjustment you know my wife and i were talking today i mean it is nice in a lot of ways being home with the kids at their age like my oldest is seven just a year younger than yours mark which i know now thank you but um (laughs) yeah my old kids my kids are older yeah you're super old eight-year-old kid it's different (laughs) it's different for us but her being seven she's like right on the edge of like being sassy and like completely over everything. So with the kids being between two and seven, it's definitely been difficult at times and they've been fighting a lot. But at the same time, like this is kind of the age where, You know we're not going to get this time back. So even my wife had talked about maybe taking another year off, um, just while they're still at this young age. So this has kind of been forced upon us, but it's not like the worst thing to be seeing them. Even though I would say at least twenty five percent of the time they're like driving us nuts. Like the two year old is like insane. She's like deep in the throes of terrible twos. and then it feels like our four year old has like a minor regression. I don't know if it's because he's like home all the time or whatever, but um, seven year old's fine. You know I think that's what's been tough it's just kind of managing all of them and you know they're at each other's throats either in a positive way or in a negative way but you know everyone's on top of each other like all the time here what about you sean besides the fire
0: pit <laughs> we're good i mean i haven't had any any anything too bad i think last week i kind of went through the sadness and canceling my trip for my birthday and all that so this week we celebrated ellie's fifth birthday uh yesterday happy birthday Ellie! monday she says thank you and uh, so that was fun. It's kind of sad, but she had fun, and she FaceTimed her best friend from school and her cousins, and we made her birthday cake here, and uh, she got lots of great toys. Uh, we always have great toys around here, so uh, yeah. I mean, it, it's been fun, and I think I'm kind of over the the sadness of it, and I'm just trying to to make light of it because. My Situation, I have a fire pit in my backyard. I mean, that's a pretty blessed situation oh, right geez. there that I can go back there. No, but I'm serious. Are like, we, I are we place. doing a drinking
1: game with fire pit? Or no, this is,
0: yeah, this is a product. Place. Know about it? This is a Lowe's product have place
1: today, but I can go get it. Yeah,
0: no, but I'm saying that I have, you know, that just I have space and I have, you know, a nice place to live, and that gives me blessings, those small blessings, and uh, I'm trying not to feel. Uh, sorry for myself. Now, I know that when I'm at home, you know, when I'm not traveling, I tend to be home a lot anyway. So I guess this isn't too different from my normal routine at home. But uh, I'm still kind of missing being outside and kind of being out in the world. And I do, until they shut us in, I do like to take drives. So hopefully I can continue to do that as long as it doesn't spread here in Vegas too far. But
2: uh... question for you guys our kids are all like kind of around the same age have your kids complained about being home yet or you know have you had to explain to them in general what's going on like how's that gone for all of you i assume with like super old kids like yours mark you know you just tell them what's going on (laughs) That whole one year uh, older different world i'm guessing like tweens and definitely teens are like super annoyed by the situation um if their parents are keeping them home which you should be please but you know i'm curious what you guys have told your kids and whether they're like getting sick of being at home because like our kids haven't said they're sick of being at home but you can kind of see them like fraying around the edges like i think we had to go for like a long family walk today because it seemed like kids had just been inside for too long
1: i've talked to them a little bit about it we've brought it up to them i mean they understand that there's you know a virus and what's going on but they don't really get the gist of it like we went to the park this weekend so they could play soccer and they of course wanted to go on the playground and i'm like no you can't go on the play equipment that had been shut down around here and you know you can't really touch anything so we can go play in the field and kick the ball around and shoot it at the goal and stuff, and he can do stuff like that. So I think they've kind of accepted it. They're sad that they aren't going back to school, and we've told them that they're most likely not going back to school until the fall, even though that hasn't been announced yet in Michigan. So that hit them a little hard. They miss their friends and everything, but I think they're they're taking it pretty well. They complain that they're bored all the time, but that's just kids every day pretty much. So it's been a little bit of an adjustment, but I think they've done a lot better with it than I have. How about you, Sean?
0: Yeah, I think uh, with Ellie, we're just making sure she goes outside every day and plays. And so far, it hasn't been too bad. Hopefully, it'll continue that way. Yeah, I mean, I have no kind of complaints here. So, you guys, I know that uh, both your routines have been kind of upended um, really, uh, quite a lot you know, from, from normal, <laughs> yeah. Yes. So, what's been the most, like, the single most difficult thing that you guys have been going through, just like personal or with work, or what? What has it been in adjusting to having the kids there and having to do your work and everything else?
2: The hardest thing here has just been the, I guess, adjustment and like balancing of school and our jobs. With my wife and I both being teachers, even though like I'm half time, we've had like just a lot of things to do, like we've had to teach our classes. We've had like lots of meetings since we've only been closed for like a week, like schools are scrambling to figure out exactly what that was going to mean and what that was going to look like. So there was like a lot of meetings. And then on top of that, my oldest daughter's teacher did a great job of sending her work to do. So she's been all set. But then the four year old and the two year old, like, you know, they're out of preschool or whatever you want to call it daycare. Um, they finally sent us stuff this week to give to them. But, you know, it's tough kind of juggling, homeschooling. And actual jobs. So I think that's been like a lot of stress. We've had to, you know, for example, we've had to stagger when we have our classes. So even though our schools want to go on certain schedules, we have to like adjust them so that it fits. And so it's like a lot of kind of logistics and puzzle making that we could definitely live without. But it's what we got. What about you, Mark?
1: Yeah, I agree. I think uh, the, the whole homeschooling thing is the most difficult part because I'm used to working from home and having them home from, you know, holidays or, or days off or summer and stuff so i'm kind of used to dealing with that that's not a big thing it's just trying to fit in time to do school stuff with them which i haven't been doing so well at one thing that they've been doing i know we talked about abc mouse in the past which is good for the preschool kindergarten age the next step, step up is uh adventure academy it's from the same people but it's like the next thing So they've been doing that every day and they really enjoy that. And it's got, it's a pretty good program. So that's helped out a lot. Like if I do need to get to something work wise, I'm like, Hey, go do that for like an hour or whatever. And it's a game that they're learning stuff with. It's got videos and puzzles and all that stuff. So that's helped out a lot. I would definitely look into that if we, we got it through our school, but I know they're running all kinds of promos and stuff. If your school's not hooking that up, but yeah, that's the toughest thing is homeschooling while trying to do work as well. At the same time, it's just, it's a pain.
2: Yeah. I mean, I say if this was like two months ago it would have been like infinitely harder because i don't know about um for your kids but for us as of two months ago i was like oh wow uh feels like she can't read at all but then two months ago like her reading like exploded so now she can read everything so she can do the seven-year-old of course she can do all the work by herself if this had happened two months ago like she we would probably have had to sit with her to do all that work and that would have made a huge difference so at least that's kind of like a load off of our backs and i i've been teaching her how to like use Microsoft Windows and stuff like that, so that she can navigate the work herself. So, you know, thankfully the seven-year-old is self-sufficient. But if she hadn't been able to read, it would have been
1: tough. Yeah. What about you, Sean? You just drawing and coloring.
0: <laughs> no, Ellie's. Well, I have the benefit. Jasmine work is working with Ellie mostly during the day, but they're doing ABC Mouse and.
1: Sean's got the life, yeah. man. He's got a wife to do all the stuff and yeah, then, Sean's, and then he's got a fire. Her. No, normally
0: well normally she's working in the reselling business and she yeah. can't ship anything in, so there's really nothing not like that. You are
1: prime set up for quarantine, man. <laughs> you
0: should tell your whole, I've been preparing uh, for this Mario your, yeah, your your
1: toy story since <laughs> How you have a toy store in your warehouse.
0: No, it's fine. I mean, I tweeted out the other day because all the toy stores are closed that I don't have to worry because I got a toy store in the uh in the warehouse so like you said I'm perfectly set up for this you know got the birthday presents covered <laughs> <laughs> I'm super <dead. laughs> but actually I had bought uh, turns out I have forgotten some of this stuff I over the year when I find like a good deal on something that even if I can't resell it, like a good toy show like I'll buy it and then put it in my closet so I actually had like a stack of toys that I'd already bought her
1: I do that as well yeah if something pops up that's really good I just buy it. And, and, and even if it's not for my kids I'll hold it for like their birthday parties they go to and stuff so. yeah
0: yeah, exactly. Kids.
1: I've uh, given know, away a lot of fire tablets.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Through <laughs> the deals, absolutely.
1: Happy to your birthday. <laughs> yeah.
0: That was cool for a while because nobody knew about that deal, like you know, yeah. people in the miles and points world did. But uh, outside of that, so, yeah, you gave somebody like a fire tablet. $60 thought, present. Yeah. yeah, they thought it was the best thing ever. Nowadays, you know, the market's flooded with those uh, fire tablets, but it's all good here. Certainly. Things haven't changed nearly as much, but I'll tell you one thing I really do have enjoyed with this shut-in is like looking at pictures of abandoned places or places that are normally crowded that... Oh, is this the Bing Maps thing again? Yeah, I mean, I, you guys, I think the world has joined Team Sean when it comes to looking at aerial views of things. <laughs> Mark, you didn't, you didn't cool hear what
2: Mark, you didn't hear what Sean's been moonlighting doing lately? He works for Bing Maps now. Yeah,
0: I'm trying to make Bing Maps drone, come back. flying drones for Bing Maps Yes, he is the drone. I'm just flying him right over. No, but I mean, this week on this on the site I covered, I actually drove the Las Vegas Strip and kind of took pictures on how abandoned it is. Everything's closed down. Mean security guards everywhere if you try to stop your car. And uh, I also covered on the site.
1: How are they uh, allowed to be like out there as essential? Well, you guys haven't gotten the full lockdown, right?
0: We haven't got the full lockdown. Most of the casinos on the Strip, they had the entrances closed, so you couldn't even turn in there. But some of them kind of come off of streets that run through there so they they didn't have a way to block off so i was able to go to like the entrance of the paris and mirage and venetian and kind of pull right up to normally where you'd have like the busy valet and registration just nobody there completely abandoned and it was kind of cool to see that i I plan to do a drive at night sometime this week as well but uh do they still
1: turn the lights on or no
0: Oh my gosh this is so sad. From the pictures so I, I they are they yeah from the pictures I've seen for the most part the lights are still From on, Bing yeah. maps they still look
1: like those are those are old those are cached images. <laughs> yeah. You, you realize you realize the Bing maps photos right? They You mean, they take them and They're from they just leave they're them from like there,
0: 2007, right? Sean. Bing maps died. They're not live, Sean, okay? Just <laughs> you mean the, the Bing maps uh area with the dunes on it isn't uh isn't uh, accurate to date? I was wondering why the Bellagio didn't show up there. Wow. Yeah. All
2: right. Uh, anyway, to... I saw your post, and I don't know if you added your video in the post that you sent to us, but I don't know. I, just, I was watching it, and it just felt so sad. I mean, I was supposed to be there, too, like the week before Mark. But even besides that, you know, it's just kind of sad to see um, Vegas in that state. Like, my friends were supposed to be there a week ago. Uh, we were all supposed to be there together, and we're all pretty sad that we didn't get to go
1: there, you know, get away from the kids and all that. It's true, man. I, that's I think that's why I got depressed because I knew it was like
0: a week of debauchery and I. Yeah, it's didn't like get your release, right? And you didn't get to do it, yeah. Yeah. Did you see the post about uh, Disney World? The uh, the aerial photographs from a real helicopter that were showing the abandoned state of the theme parks, nobody in them. I thought this was supposed to be a cheery episode, but uh, all of this is just. I think me sad. it's cool. I think this it, it is sad, but I think it's cool to see these.
2: I agree. It, at least for Disney, it did look really cool, and. I guess for some reason yeah Disney felt less sad to me even though I like the place better than I like Las Vegas. I don't know if it's because it felt like aerial photos of models of Disney World, but even models of Disney World have like little miniature figures pretending to walk around, but Disney World was like completely empty and the photos are pretty crazy and they are they are nice to look at, but it, it also kind of just reminds you what's going on and I think today, as we're recording, Orange County banned gatherings until like April 9th. So not that we didn't think this was going to happen, but that Disney World closure is going to be extended until at least then for sure.
0: Yeah, Universal Orlando announced ap- they were not going to reopen until at least April 19th. Disney should be somewhere in between there, but like you said, not until I think at least like, April 9th. 9th. the best
1: case scenario, <laughs> really. Yeah, it's going to be a while, so those... It's like American Airlines, they're just just... going to push it back a couple days every couple days instead of just saying, hey, the plane's four hours away, let's bump it back 15 minutes every 15 minutes and say it's going to be delayed. That's how it's going to play.
0: Well, I think that they want to to get the parks (laughs) reopened as soon as they can. I think that's really the issue, so they don't want to kind of shoot themselves in the foot. But I agree with you, it's going to be a while.
2: Well, I heard on Disney Dish, uh, which is, you know one of the best Disney podcasts out there, they were saying that even though like you may remember that when California made the like no 250 people order or whatever, Disneyland had like a special exemption for a little while, but it sounds like Iger who was the ex CEO, but he's still kind of president of the board. So he's still making the calls. He was kind of like, Oh, it doesn't look good if Disney stays open um, and it's not good for Disney to stay open, even if they get special dispensation. So I do feel like Disney's not going to open until like they kind of know for sure they're not going to have to shut down again. And it'll be interesting to see when they decide to like reopen and stuff like that, because you can just imagine, you know, that story came out last week of the, dude who unfortunately passed away after he had gone to Disney world from COVID-19. And you can just see like if they were to open earlier and something like that were happen again, like that could shut down everything. And I'm sure that would be worse than opening late for Disney. So I don't know. It's a pretty tough tightrope. They're going to have to walk.
0: Yeah. And the parks in the parks in Asia still aren't open specifically Shanghai Disneyland, even though their Disney town area is open is still closed. And I think it's going over two months now. Hong Kong Disneyland coming up right at two months or something like that. So it could be months, months and months and months. But let's move on to cashing in points. How about that? Because let's talk miles and points. We haven't been talking a lot of miles and points. Last week we were kind of free form. And today we've talked a little bit more about our lives and what's going on. But we had some interesting articles on the site about cashing in points. Benji wrote about cashing in, why he likes to cash in ultimate rewards points. And then Mark, you kind of wrote about why you might want to consider cashing in points given the recent you know circumstances in the world right
1: yeah i just it was more like a question i don't know which way i'm leaning on it um it's probably too early to make a decision because we don't know when travel is going to come back and what's going to happen with the stock market and everything but my point was you know should we consider cashing in some points to because this is a great chance to build wealth really Whenever there's a downturn like 2007, 2008, if you had cash, you could turn that into money, you know, like increase your wealth by either buying real estate that was discounted or, or the stock market when it crashed, you could buy stuff dirt cheap. And that's the, the case, case right now. You know, things are 40, 50, 60% off of what they were just two weeks ago. And I made the point that if you cash it in for one cent a piece, one cent a piece, you normally would get maybe one and a half to two cents per point. If you ter- put that into the stock market and that goes up, you know, 50% to 100%, you're basically coming out with the same net gain that you would have using it for travel, but you have cash, which is more versatile. And that also opens up the chance to uh, use portals for your bookings, um, you're earning points and miles back from your bookings, so. You're actually getting another, you know, 20 percent on top of that when you go to redeem it using cash. Plus, cash can be used for other things. So that was one thing I was looking at. And then the other thing is, if you're in a service industry, like uh, all the people in Vegas that are dealers and or you know bartenders, stuff like that, and you're not going to have an income for a while. Is this something you should fall back on and, and use before you dip into savings? Should this be like the first stop gap that you have? So I just thought it was kind of interesting things to to consider and I'm kicking it back and forth. I, I haven't decided yet. But I know people that have like millions of miles probably should consider cashing some in because they're just gonna be sitting there and they're and they're gonna be worth less and less over time. So that was kind of my thinking about it. What do you what do you guys think about it?
2: First of all, I do feel like this is another argument for staying in transferable currencies, because if I was sitting on, I don't know, say American (laughs) Airlines miles or something like that, which uh, thankfully (laughs) I'm not. uh, But, you know, if if, if you have airlines that are specific to a certain loyalty program, you know, you don't even have that option. So this is kind of just a reminder. And, you know, I, I do feel like this whole situation has been kind of either refocuses or reframes your thinking about miles and points in general. Luckily, my wife and I are in a situation where we are super lucky, right? We're still employed. Um, We can work from home and we are pretty secure in that. However, you know, I feel like even if only one of us wasn't in that situation, definitely... If we, were in a, if we were worried about money, cashing in for money would be something we'd be thinking long and hard about because, you know, really miles and points, they don't have cash value, even though we always say they're like worth 1.5 cents per point or whatever. So I do think that it is something that people need to be looking at. And I've also considered, am I going to get a re- better return on my investment by investing these points As actual cash, like you said in your article. So, you know, it's not something that we've decided to do yet, but I think it's definitely something that is on the table because in these times, everything kind of has to be on the table, especially if you're worried about the, you know, bare necessities and stuff like that, which thankfully, again, we're not. But I know you guys, I don't think it's like a shock, like, you know, every single one of my podcast numbers are down. People are just not looking into travel right now. So I'm assuming it's probably affecting you guys more in terms of your like day to day life.
1: I'll have Sean comment about that part. But one thing I wanted to bring up as well is, you know, a lot of cancellations. Everybody's canceling their travel because I had a couple trips to like Vegas and I was supposed to go to Minneapolis to walk around a baseball park without watching baseball. Nice. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, I, I had my Europe trip in May and I'm probably going to end up canceling that While I'm, I know for sure I'm going to, but I'm, I'm holding out a little bit of hope. So we're having all these miles and points coming back to us, you know, and we might not be able to travel for four, five, six, seven months. That's basically like you have those points back. So that's another six, seven months out that you have points to book. So you actually are like ahead of the game. So the points were coming back. Should we cash in some of that and use it? Because we're going to have time to earn again. Let's say you had enough points for a year out. Well, now that's you have enough points for two years out because so much has come back to you. Should we cash in that extra year that we just got and turn it into invest it in the stock market and stuff? I think that's something else people need to think about. You're sitting on probably more miles and points now than you had planned on. So what's your thoughts on the whole thing, Sean?
0: Yeah, I agree with you that people should definitely consider that. And Joe, like you said, if somebody is going through financial hardship, I think it's great that flexible currencies can allow them to cash in and give themselves that that safety net. I'm definitely considering it. I have a lot of points in flexible currencies. I have a lot of ultimate rewards, thank you points, and membership rewards points that probably more than I can spend over the next year of travel. So whenever I could start traveling again. So I should probably consider cashing it in. And like you said, putting it to a better use, considering the fact that I can earn fairly easily. And hopefully with the economic downturn and stuff like that, there will be more opportunities to earn, hopefully more specials, um, more attractive products to you know entice customers. So I do think that it's definitely something I have to consider as well. You've definitely given me a lot to think about with that and I think Benji's article is really good too and talking about why he cashes in ultimate rewards points because he can earn them pretty easily it gives him a decent value to his the way he travels and you know which partners they have and stuff like that so definitely some good stuff to read and um, I think this is a good conversation to have as for the people reading different things and the website. Sure. Yeah. People are definitely not searching for travel stuff nearly as much. And so content wise, we're just trying to figure out what people want. And then when people are ready to get back out there and get inspired and get all that miles and points stuff and on how to earn stuff, we're going to be ready to to get more content. So we're kind of now we're in this pattern where we're kind of talking about, you know, what's going on and covering the news and we're trying to do some unique things on Facebook and we got some cool stuff coming uh, as well to try to engage people. And Mark and I maybe have some bonus podcast episodes planned and stuff like that. So we will, we will see, but, uh, things definitely are different as far as, uh, the readership and, and things like that. go.
1: Yeah. And, uh, one more thing I want to bring up is maybe we should discuss what the best ways to cash out each point is for cash. Should people be interested in it? I'll, uh, Start off with the easy one, Ultimate Rewards. You just cash it out right at uh, the UR site and one cent per point and they go right into your bank account. If you have a bank account with uh, Chase or um, I believe they'll send you a check if you don't. What about Membership Rewards, Sean?
0: Yeah, so Membership Rewards, they don't give you a lot of great options. They're not nice like Chase. So if you cash out for gift cards, it's at one cent per point. But uh, the best option is if you have the Schwab Platinum card, you can cash out your Membership Rewards into your Schwab account at 1.25 cents each point. So that's definitely the best way to go for those. And then Joe, what about thank you points? Oh, thanks for giving me the one that like, I don't know how to do. But <laughs> um, I'm pretty sure
2: aren't you able to like pay your mortgage and get them back at like one cent per point? I think I saw somewhere that whatever you use to pay your mortgage, you can actually deposit that to your own regular account. But you know, no I'm not exactly sure how that works. But if you do pay your mortgage through City, then you just take whatever money you would have paid your mortgage to to anyway and just save that cash. So, I mean, I think that's one way to do it.
1: Yeah, I think there is a workaround for that, um, or at least there used to be. So just Google that like city thank you points mortgage and you'll be able to find some articles on it.
2: I've got an obscure one for like US Bank Altitude Reserve where the points will be like worth 1.5 cents per point when booked for travel. If you book travel that is refundable or gets canceled, but you do the um, real-time rewards redemption of your points for that then if it gets canceled it gets back as a statement credit uh, instead of getting your points back so that's kind of like a workaround for cashing out points
1: there you go shut down by us bank yo yo yeah (laughs) all right (laughs) um you know i'm i got nothing
2: to do now american Airlines shut me down so i just gotta just gotta get out there you're the new vin yeah (laughs) i gotta get down there no no come on i could never i
0: could never
1: be that shut down (laughs)
0: the shutdown king Uh, knock on wood knock on wood you know once you get your first shutdown the rest just keep coming
1: what's that saying if you haven't been shut down you're not going hard enough i know that's (laughs) a popular saying freaking hate that saying by the way
0: and now and now let's get to the part of the show that everybody's been waiting for and that's for mark to talk about street toilets in amsterdam tell us (laughs) the story that you've been teasing all week as much as I've been talking about my fire pit,
1: yeah. So I wanted to do a. Uh... Wait, first of all, were there turkeys in, no. in the street toilet? <laughs> just, just turkeys, drunk turkeys, <laughs> metaphorical turkeys. Yeah, metaphorical. Yeah. So I wanted to do like a segment of funny travel stories from the last year. You know, let's talk a little bit about travel, some inspiration for future travel, I guess, or you know, have some fun. But Joe said he only travels seriously, so I guess it was left up to me to tell my story.
2: And we know how serious Sean is about travel, so you know.
1: <laughs> I take yeah, it very Funny serious. things don't happen in Disney. It's too uh you know, it's the greatest place on earth, right? So John have any funny stories from there. Bro, you got no. it's
2: either happiest or most magical. Come on. <laughs> Try harder, okay? You're gonna throw shade at Disney.
1: Or the worst place, depending on how how much your kids are breaking down in front of you. That's see, that's what makes well, it those are funny stories. But yes, anyway, exactly. continue. Oh yeah, toilets. all right, toilet. So I'm in Amsterdam. Uh, we do a canal tour, which I, I encourage you. If you haven't been to Amsterdam, it's a great place. Beautiful city. Uh, lots to see, lots to do. But I would start out the trip with a canal tour because you get to see a different view of the city. You know, you're, you're in the water. You're seeing it from a different angle. And the the captains give you some great tips on stuff that you don't really normally hear about or or you don't read in visitor guides and stuff like that. So it's a really great, great way to see the city. And then you get some ideas of sites to go to back to after. We used a uh, company called uh, the Dam Boat Guys, and they were pretty cool. Our captain was named Leroy. He was actually an American that spent half his time in Amsterdam and half his time in Australia. He'd go back and forth. His wife, her family's from Amsterdam. So it's been uh, the summers there and the winters in Australia. So he was a pretty cool guy, but you could bring your own beer or drinks, food, whatever you wanted on the boat because it was like a two and a half hour ride. And I went to... We were we met up at a bar before. That's where they picked us up at. And then we walked down to the boat. So I had like a, you know, a four pack of beer or whatever for the couple hours we were there. And I went to the bathroom before we left because I was like, all right, we're gonna be on the boat for a couple hours. I'm good. You've been to Amsterdam, right, Sean? I don't know if you've been Joe, have you?
2: Yeah, I've only been for like a six hour layover and did do the canal cruise. It was quite fun. Amsterdam in general seemed like a pretty cool place. So looking forward to getting back. Sean, where have you been?
0: I went there on a solo trip a couple years ago and had fun, spent a couple days there, stayed at the Andaz, which I really, really liked, and got to do some of the kind of typical stuff, did a walking tour, Anne Frank Museum.
1: Did either of you run into the issue? issue? So I went into, you know, I'm at the uh, bar before we get on the boat, and... I'm going to use the bathroom, so I'm I'm good for the boat. And uh, they have, like, a, a bathroom that says uh, men only, women only, and men and women. And I'm like, okay, they look all the same. You know, usually it's just, like, a unisex thing in a small bar like this. And you open up the men only, and it's just, like, a, a, a room that's, like, maybe, like, two feet by two feet. <laughs> you stand in there, and all there is is a urinal and a tiny sink. I definitely did not experience <laughs> yeah. that, no. You can't even, like, you can't. You, you walk in, and you barely can close the door, and then you turn around, and you can't move at all. It's so bizarre, but... So that's how this started. So I do that, you know, I'm all good. I get on the boat, I have a couple beers, and we're like a half halfway in. And I'm I'm starting to, like, get the urge that I need to go pee really bad. And I'm, I'm like, all right, just suck it up. You'll be fine. You'll be fine. And I don't know what it was. It, it was a local beer, so I don't know if it was, like, some reaction with this beer or whatever, but it was, like, flowing through me quick. And I was at the point that I... I couldn't hold anymore. I'm like leaning over and I have back pain. I'm like, I'm going to have like a burst kidney or something. And that's the last thing I want to do right now. So I look over at Leroy and I'm like, Leroy, how much longer do we have on this, this tour? And he's like, oh, we got like a good 30, 40 minutes, you know, why? And I'm like, I really got to go, man. Like I have a problem. <laughs> and he's like, well, I wish you would have told me. Cause you know, we just passed a public urinal and I don't know that we're going to pass another one. And I'm like, what? There's public urinals. I didn't know that. Okay, whatever. And I don't know what what i'm gonna do i'm like do i get just like pee off the back of the boat or how do we do this and he's like <laughs> <laughs> i'm like i'll do it i don't care whatever we're gonna okay. do okay i give, don't know where this is going give probably. me a bottle or whatever so he rounds a corner and he's like oh, okay there's another one uh, i see it i'll pull over you climb up the wall so i'm i can't even like stand up straight because the pain is so bad i have to like hunch over and i scale this wall that's like four feet five feet ahead above me and i get up and i'm like in between the cars because the the cars park right right up on the canal and uh he told us an interesting fact that like eight cars a year fall into the canal because people park too close to the edge i thought that was kind of funny so i get up there and i'm in between the cars and i look around and i'm like i'm looking for like a portage john or something and i'm like dude leroy i don't see anything what are you talking about where is this public urinal his name was leroy <laughs> yeah sorry his name was leroy i said that earlier thanks for listening um <laughs> sorry i was too uh, i was just too excited so 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 he's like it's the green thing right over there like a block down and i'm like looking and it's just like this spiral and it's right on the street i'm like what are you talking about this is not right so i walk down there and i get to it and it's like two circles and it's just wide enough to fit in and you walk around the circle till you get to the inside and then there's just this stone this tall stone that you just pee on It dribbles down into a drain right next to the canal, right next to the street. Like, you are literally a foot from the street. Wait, is there a door or anything? No, there's no door. And there's holes in it. So, like, your face, you can see other people's faces. Because I guess that's so people can see somebody's in there using it. And, like, your knees down are exposed, too. So, you're just standing there (laughs) watching people walk by. And they look at you while you're peeing on a stone. (laughs)
0: Down
1: to, the, down to the drain it is the most bizarre experience ever and i we don't know put a link in the
0: show notes to i got yeah, a video on youtube i'll
1: i'll put up a picture of it because i put a picture of it in my review Let's of not make a video <laughs> yeah, Just... but I'll, well, there will be my review in there. There's, so there's like little holes in it, too. So, you yeah, can there's like see holes. outside. You, you, can can see yeah, you can see everybody looking at you. So everybody in the boat is laughing their butt off, taking pictures of me peeing. And you can see. And nice. that's what I use. One of the pictures because they sent it to me. So you just see me standing. You see my feet, my my pants, oh, yeah, yeah, you know, you my head include
0: that picture. <laughs> in the, uh, so
1: you're just doing this in public. It's so bizarre. Probably- I don't know. And then women have complained a lot about it, that they don't have access to one that works for them, because this obviously would not work. So they're actually like looking at putting in a women's version of it. I don't know how that will work. But yeah, no door, just a metal cage that's a spiral, and you walk in and everybody can see you doing your stuff. <laughs> so that's uh that's my funny travel story of 2019. I miss traveling, guys. <laughs> I really do. Like... Where else do you get this kind of stuff?
2: I mean, it's a funny story. And obviously it's like super weird to us because like culturally it's, you know, so different than what we're used to. But I miss that. You know, I, I don't know. It's I think it's going to be yeah. tough.
1: Seeing how other people do stuff and and it's, it's pretty crazy.
2: Yeah. I sincerely miss that and can't wait till we can get back to start planning our trips again.
1: Yeah. So hopefully Agreed. we can have an inspirational story each podcast episode that revolves around travel. So think hard about it. Find something funny in your life, Joe. Just one time. Okay, fine. But I'm going to avoid toilets, okay? <laughs> we don't need the toilet talk every week. Bergies are toilets. That's all we're doing. It's got to start with the letter T. Yeah, let's go.
0: <laughs> all right. Well, let's, uh, that'll do it for this week. Thanks, everybody, for listening. And when you are not uh, running back and forth teaching your kids at home, Joe, where can people find you during the week on the internet?
2: Yeah, you can check me out, tinyletter.com slash flies at as the Joe flies all over social media and disney podcast disney decipher.com miles and points podcast savorosity observation deck.com hoping to get my pilot friend on he flies for alaska and want to get kind of his take from the air side of things about you know just what's going on in the industry and stuff like that so hopefully he can make that happen sometime soon what about you mark
1: You can email me, mark at miles to memories.com. Just comment on any of the articles on the website and I'll get back to you there. Or in our uh, many Facebook groups, we have travel groups, reselling group. Um, I'm involved in all those. So I'm in there every day uh, and I will answer any questions you have there or send me a Facebook message. Lots of ways to
0: get a hold of me. How about you, Sean? Yeah. Miles to memories.com at best Disney hacks on Twitter. And, um, yeah, we're working on some bonus content. I know Mark, uh, we had some people reach out, so we got some pretty cool interviews that hopefully we'll be able to do kind of fill the space here and drop some Brad's deals coming your way, (laughs) drop some cool stuff in. So yeah, just check out the website, the Facebook group, uh, the miles and points, Facebook group. If you haven't, if you aren't in there and join us.
1: Hey, one uh, one pro tip I want to leave everybody with, um, if you are not completely locked down yet and you're still trying to build up a stash of food for quarantine, check out restaurant supply stores like Gordon Food Services or something like that. Last night we went in there and they had... You have like 8 million hot dogs now. <laughs> Yeah, they had... You know, I couldn't find pasta anywhere. They had 10-pound bags of pasta, 5-pound bags of pasta. They had... Uh, if anybody watched Vanderpump Rules, it's not about the pasta! But uh, Man, they had like love that show, dude. It's oh, it's such a funny show. It's like it's like 35, 40 year old people acting like they're in high school. It's amazing. So us, they, this had, podcast. <laughs>
0: they had
1: like a hundred hot dog packages, uh, eggs, bacon, huge like things of pre cooked bacon, bread, everything. So those are places that not many people think about. And since a lot of the restaurants aren't at the capacity they used to be, they their their shelves are pretty stocked. So check that out for sure. If you listen to the end, that's your pro tip of the day, I guess. Bye. See ya. Stay home, everybody.
2: Dude, my friend was supposed to be with us last, there with us last week was like, I have the biggest case of drinking, gambling, and being away from the kids' blue as possible.
0: You can beep out. You just beep out blue beep. Oh
2: yeah, is <laughs> like like, a, a blue
0: beep. We're the only ones who beep. beep. I love it. <laughs> blue
1: beep. <laughs> it's true, man. I, that's. I think that's why I got depressed because I knew it was like a week of debauchery and I. Yeah, didn't it's get like your release, right? And you didn't get to do it. Yeah. 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 Freaking hate that
2: saying, by the way. Okay. <laughs> Did you just say? <laughs> no, I also <just> said shaying.
1: <laughs> yeah. Freaking Sorry. hate that. <laughs> that would have that would have made more sense.